Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. I am joined, as always, by the beanied one, Gerard Barrera. What's on and the wax? What's up, my friggin' nerds? Uh, what's going on, yo? Hey, how's it going? Oh. It's gonna be that kind of a night. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I got I the mean, mustache already and gussied up. Mm-hmm. Boom! <laughs> I mean, Lions mate. Jason Melidio. How's it going, uh, guys? How's it going tonight? What's up, big dog? In that beautiful, beautiful, comfortable couch. Yeah. You know, always. It's another game (laughs) night. Welcome welcome to everybody. What's going on? I mean, how do you follow that up, Jason? I mean... I mean, it's it's the couch, man. You gotta you gotta be relaxed. You know, it's another game night. Crack open your your drink of choice. You know, I got a beer here. Jerry's got a Red Bull. Ride the bull, baby. A a tea. Ice tea. You probably have your iced tea. There it is. There you go. Iced tea, baby. Guys. (laughs) Cheers. 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 As always, you know. So, uh, how was the week, everybody? I mean, here in the states, it's been kind of. A weird. It's been a long week. The last seven days for us. I've, um, I've honestly been doing nothing, <laughs> other than other than really like packing. But um, it's been kind of weird. Like, thank God, like packing has kind of kept me a little sane <laughs> because I, I like I I get that urge like I should be at work. I've I've been off too many days. It's been weird. So I'm I'm adjusting. Right. You're adjusting, huh? To real adjusting. life, yeah. Like, not being called like, "Hey, <laughs> night before, hey, um, I need to go work." Eight o'clock. I got a text. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I work tomorrow. Yeah. No, I I actually have time, and I I made plans like this weekend. It's Ooh. weird. I, I I make I made plans, and I can follow through with them. It's great. <laughs> it's very nice. I mean, it's very free. You made plans. Yeah, I made plans. That is weird. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, I haven't been able to do normal life or something, man. Like, well, because my schedule was so weird with my old job. Because yeah, because the holidays. Well, no, not just the holidays in general. Like uh, Mondays, I had to wait until five o'clock because that's when they sent out whether or not uh, you got in times. So. at five o'clock they would send out your end time so i would find out at five whether or not i was working and if i i didn't get it within the hour okay i guess i have uh, tuesday off tuesday i have to do the same thing i wait until five if i get a text then that means i'm working so i work wednesday and then i kind of gauge and see like how busy we are and Mm -hmm. then i'll kind of see like oh i might be working the rest of the week but i I, it's not definite Mm. so i still have to wait for the texts so I, I I couldn't plan anything, and it's just I have a, a few normal C's that I can like actually do now. So yeah, like making plans has been kind of like weird. I can actually like follow through. <laughs> like, hey, can you meet Sunday? Actually, yeah, I can. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> like, hey, so you uh, Sunday, yeah. So it's been it's been cool. It's but it's, it's but yeah, it's a, it's an adjustment having a. The free time. So, Jason, how how's the the Costco life? 
Uh, you know, the Costco life's uh, slowing down a little bit. Uh, after the holidays, it always slows down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, you know, we we just got a new the new seasons coming up with uh, different products. So, you know, if you're looking to buy some furniture, Costco's got furniture right now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so. You know what? You know well, what though? But, I, I laugh at that, but there's been some good pieces of furniture that they've seen. There's where, some like, legit stuff and, there. And, one of the whatnot. best, one of the best gaming chairs I've ever had, and it wasn't in a gaming gaming chair. It was a leather lounge chair. Mm. One of yeah. the best chairs I ever bought, and I've had for like maybe like six years, and uh, it was the most comfortable thing I ever ever bought from Costco. Oh, nice, yeah, nice. But that was I was going to ask you, Jason. Uh, are you st- so you're still seasonal? You're still in like the seasonal area? No, no, I'm 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 employed there. It's just you know like the, the no no, the no diff- I mean the section. Oh no the no merchant. I'm I'm in the hardlines area. So like all the oh uh, okay cool bowls, the uh, cups the housewares and stuff like that. Oh sweet! I hated seasonal. <laughs> I oh my god! I hated seasonal. It was terrible. Cause that, cause the moment you mentioned furniture, I was like, "Oh my god, I remember those days." Because <laughs> you always had to open one of each item because you needed a display, and then so yeah. that means you had to put mm. everything together. It was so annoying. Mm. Oh god! <laughs> and then summer when you got the the kids' uh, playgrounds. Oh man, that took all day. <laughs> it was terrible. That's because you were busy playing with them, right? Also, how I wasted time. Yes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I got, Jerry gets I got stuck in, in the slide. Yeah, <laughs> I got in trouble one of those days. Like, dude, you're really taking long. Like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. bro, but like, man, this is fun. <laughs> so, uh, Jason, you wanted to start out um, Yo, tonight with mm-hmm. a, a shout out. So, Definitely. go ahead and yeah. You know, uh, one of the one of the people in the Tetris community uh, passed away uh, last week. Well, almost. It was supposedly 10 days ago but it was announced last week uh definitely a shout out to uh jonas neubauer the seven time classic world tetris champion um probably one of the greatest tetris players both in the community as a player and mm-hmm. as a a person like i was watch i'd watch his stream every so often as well you know he would give tips and uh actually is from southern california too by the way but would give tips out to like all yeah. the new players, like be really helpful, really friendly. Um, but yeah, definitely a shout out to him. You know, the community lost a huge, huge person. Um, and a definite shout out to his wife and all of his friends and family that are affected by it as well. Um, but definitely just a, a, a shout out to him because he, again, like me, Matt, both are well into Tetris and love playing it and to yeah. see a person from that community, you know, pass, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a little bit of a, a blow. So cheers to him, you know, cheers. Yep. All right. So with that, so last week with us having, um, guest on we didn't actually get to really announce um something very new for us um you know not only have we moved over to twitch in the last couple of weeks to, to live stream and whatnot um and we retooled our opening and our endings for our 
our videos as they're uploaded for YouTube. But we also now have new official music um, that did debut with the audio recording of the podcast um, as well as the video recording. So um, for our live uh, watchers and listeners, I want to go ahead and share that. So everybody can hear it here. Give me a second to get that fired up. Share the sound. It's got such an 80s feel to it. It it. is. And... I would like to uh, say that is uh, our new official theme song um, as totally was produced. <laughs> it was produced by a good friend of our show, uh, music artist Blazar, mm-hmm. um, and it is courtesy of Anti-Fragile Music. So um, going forward, that's going to be our new music. Um, we'll be having a little, um, a new outro music um, that'll be coming here in the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, you know, Blazar's got, like he, when he was on the the show a couple of weeks ago, like he was talking about, he's working with Afro man on his latest album and whatnot. So he's, he's kind of busy. So I accept, I accept us being on the back seat, you know? Um, but I want to huge shout outs to, to Blazar though, for, and thank you for redoing our, giving our music because it thank actually, you. thank you. It fits us. We actually have something yeah. that really kind of fits us because we are kind of, um, <laughs> we are nerds. We are eighties nerds. Um, you know, I was about to say, like, it totally sounds like the the beginning opening of like an NES game. I love it, right? Kind and, of, yeah. and, that, and that's yeah, the thing is he right? he wanted to do something that fit us, and he's been on the show enough with us, and I mean, he's been friends with 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 me for yeah. a couple years now, and and whatnot. So it, it fits us. So once again, thank you, and thank you uh, so much. Thank you. Yeah. So let's get on into the news. There's a lot to go over, guys. Um, so. For those fans of the MCU, there was two announcements this week. The first came out um, in the last day or so as a rumor. Has not been really locked down and confirmed, but as of late, any of the rumors coming out of Disney and the MCU and all of that are generally proven true, i.e. Spider-Man. So actually there's three, yeah, because Kevin Feige actually spoke on Spider-Man and He's like, well, he acknowledged the stories, but didn't actually deny them, which we know with Kevin Feige is his way of kind of saying, yeah, it's kind of happening. Like you're Um, on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. Tongue in cheek. So uh, that was with regards to Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire reprising their roles as their Spider-Man because you've got, you know, um, all the other characters coming back, right? You've got Doc Ock coming back. You've got Electro. You've got um mj and all that so yeah jamie um, and they're all going to be alternate versions of themselves yeah so um but when you look at it though uh it came out though that chris evans is rumored to be returning as captain america for an mcu project they haven't said what it is uh chris evans kind of tweeted out today a little emoji going shrug and saying news to me (laughs) but you know we know how it is with NDAs. Um, we've had enough actors on the show that they can't speak about anything until it's officially announced. So, you know, you've got that. Um, and then Kevin Feige did come out and say that Deadpool 3 
will take place in the MCU. Oh yeah. It will be rated R. That's what we Deadpool. Were. I mean, I wouldn't Well, it's in the House of Mouse though. I mean, yeah, that's what we were, that's what that's what the fans were mostly worried about. Yep. Everyone knew that that uh Deadpool was going to be part of the MCU because uh the Ryan Reynolds deal that he signed with Marvel was mm-hmm. not not RDJ height, but it was yep. it's close because I think they're going to use him in like multiple movies mm-hmm. as Deadpool does in the comics like a just cameo. shows up randomly, yep. Rand- randomly, or cameo, random layer, or like you know, yeah. sitting eating a, a churro or something. In the, yeah, so like <laughs> he's know. gonna kind of be. Um, I think they're gonna also use him as like, you know, the end sequence. Yep. Uh, 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 shows like yeah that ties so, to another movie. They're probably gonna use him for those too. I, oh, I do, yeah. I, I do like the fact that they're doing it radar and they're gonna be doing it under the Marvel side of things because um, with Disney. Anybody that knows Disney, right? They have the Disney picture side. Yeah. And then they have Touchstone, which Touchstone handles all the, the risque rated R stuff. So I was hoping right. it would stay within the Marvel side of things and not be on the Touchstone side. Um, but the other part of the, the announcement was Ryan Reynolds is overseeing the entire project, including the script and everything like that. Yeah, so he's, he's having a very yeah. big part in this. Good. Um, yep. I mean, it's, it, it, I, I wouldn't see a Deadpool movie like without it being rated r just because oh, of absolutely. how the character is yeah. you know like all the all the jokes all the dirty like double entendres they're just it, it's so deadpool like even the even the fourth wall breaks like mm-hmm. it, you know you got it's that's deadpool you know yep like you can't have like these like pg-13 and like kind of cut the joke in half mm-hmm. or like try to that, melt, yeah. soften the blow it's like dude it's gonna be you all can't. up in your face you know i mean could you imagine the opening to deadpool one where they're showing him kind of in slow motion going between the different guys and and all that could you imagine that as a pg-13 scene yeah you it's you it's can't. gonna be like, no. what, what are you gonna do like just oh you're Dodge bullets is going to be like a happy-go-lucky song, and no. you know it's just nothing happens. He just walks through. Right. Like what? What? It doesn't make yeah, sense. You, yeah, you absolutely need that that to be there as a rated R movie. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the last little bit of movie news is that um, Amazon finally released the synopsis for their Lord of the Rings project. Um, we know they've been they're trying to do this grandiose thing kind of like a, a game of thrones but lord of the rings um so the, the synopsis read amazon studios forthcoming series be, brings to screens for the first time the heroic legends of the fabled second age of middle earth's history this epic drama is set thousands of years before the events of uh tolkien's the hobbit and the lord of the rings it will take viewers back to an era in which great powers were forged kingdoms rose to glory and fell to ruin unlikely heroes were tested hope hung by the finest of threads and the greatest villains that ever flowed from tolkien's pen threatened to cover all the world in darkness beginning in a time of relative peace the series follows an ensemble cast of characters both familiar and new as they confront the long feared reemergence of evil to middle earth from the darkest depths of the misty mountains to the majestic force of the elf capital of linden to the breathtaking island kingdom of numenor 
to the furthest reaches of the map. These kingdoms and characters will carve out legacies that live on long after they are gone. Um, so pretty much it is between, you know, take place second age. Um, and they're saying it's going to span a long period of time between the original dark Lord Morgoth and the first defeat of his servant Sauron. So it sounds like to me, they're tapping in a little bit of the oh, Cimmerillion wow. too, from a story perspective, but you know, Hey, I, more power to them. I, I hope they can accomplish what they want to do. Mm. Um, that's a, it's a tall order and who knows how many, you know, episodes they've actually, you know, ordered to series, you know, how long that's going to be, how long they're planning on it, but that's a long spanning, um, story. If they're going from Morgoth all the way to Sauron, I mean, yeah. that means we're seeing, you know, Sauron before he gets the ring. I think it's just going to be too much. Like, I think they're going to try and bite off more than they can handle. Um, really yeah dude i mean like if you're going that far back you know it's yeah. just going to be so much where you either have like one season and it's just going to fall off or you're going to have like so many seasons that it's just going to be like watered down every kind of episode ish you like you got to make it interesting all the way through and if you have like the forging of the rings or whatever like that's going to be a couple episodes cool but to do so far back it's what what's going to be in that middle that middle position well they they always could tie it with um the the shadow series that was during that time i know but will that be a spin-off will that be included in this series it's just there's so much that you can do mm-hmm. that it's so that's open. true it's so open-ended like yeah what's what's the focus you know and you can't have like you can't have like three seasons of this one this arc and then a season of this arc and four seasons of another arc i kind of agree like the other like when it comes to when it comes to those medias like of tv shows or like even movies now i think with any any lord of the rings movies movies come out now i think are going to be mm-hmm. a, a bit of a gamble because yeah, definitely both, I, I think because both franchises both trilogies did so well and and were done even shot well that anything other than that other than like maybe novels or games those mediums that i think have worked in the past. I don't see a TV show lasting very long because more people just refer to the old characters and the original stories. So here's, here's the thing is like, I agree with Jason. I think they're biting off more than they can chew with this. I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. Because here's my thing is, is that when you look at those books prior to the Hobbit and everything like that, it is convoluted and very hard to read even, you know, Mm. especially the Cimmerillion um, that, you know, I, I think that to to Jason's point, right? You're you're talking about thousands of years of history, and you're going to try and incorpor- incorporate that over the length of a series or a season or two. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's like 15 episodes per season, right? That's still a lot. I mean, of yeah. history. To yeah, yeah, I agree. Group. I agree. And I I I fear that 
the backlash, if it does not go well, is going to be worse. It's going to be, you know, the backlash that everybody had Game of Thrones season eight and how bad that was. I yeah. I think that's going to be child's play if they don't do this right. Yeah, it's it's just you you have such a I don't want to use it but it's like Star Wars. You have such a great start. You have a great okay like you know what? this is yeah. cool, but if you do not do this correctly, you are just think about dead it. In the absolutely. Wall. Think about the Mandalorian, right? If that bombed and like did not go over well, Think about the backlash that would have been with, with the Mandalorian. Yeah, because then the Boba Fett like saga would be like super like oh dude, mm-hmm. uh, not in, not as interesting. Every, everything that they did to like how they set everything up up until this point, yeah, I think was masterful. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for the Boba. It got me to like I can't wait for the Boba Fett now. But think of it this way though, like yeah, I mean. Think of it this way, though. The Mandalorian is pinpointed, you know, like it is, it is on one. It's so, a very like, solid character time, one right? specific mission time that yep. they're focused on. Lord of the Rings are going to have a thousand years. I mean, like, God, really, is, is every is every episode going to be like 25 years or something? Like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. Unless, unless they, this so is unless you're thinking, and, and I forgot who who's putting this. It's to Amazon. Get, it's yeah. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon so Studios. Maybe going to be their Game of Thrones. Like they're looking to do Even ten then, this crap. So what you're going to do? Hundred years per season? No, yeah, I think they would have like, been better served to do the time frame that takes place between the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, they're, that would have been they, a much they need more a, like, condensed. Yeah pinpoint this is the time we're gonna we're gonna look at you know the hobbit and what happens with with the kingdom of man so so in saying that uh, so in saying that are you guys a bit concerned for the the new uh uh the new republic show that's like decades before the first Um, uh trilogy of star wars no because it's pinpointed it's It's pinpointed there is a certain time frame like yeah. that's true. It best, involves certain thing, characters that are, that are part of the lore and people know about it. That is true. Like the They're best good. thing that I've I can kind of like bring it up to is kind of like Walking Dead. Like the Walking mm-hmm. Dead, there is a time frame. Like from this, like let's say one literal season, like winter. What happens in winter? That's mm-hmm. a one se- was one season, but that's uh-huh. three months. Yeah, you know, one of the seasons was actually record like supposedly supposed to be done over the span of two days, and that is one season. You know, it's super oh. focused and super pinpointed. Right. Yeah, where and you can you can be have all this action, you can have all this drama, but if you like go beyond like oh a year later, like wait. A year later in the show, yep. like what what the heck's going on? You can't like you can't like a war won't mm-hmm. be finished in one day yeah. in Middle Earth. No way. True. No, there's no way. Whereas at least with New Republic, right? It is literally saying it's taking place at this period of time in the history of Star Wars. This exactly. is when it's gonna happen. And yeah, not, that's, hey, that's we're gonna go for a thousand years. You, yeah, they can't you know. have it super broad like that and expect all the followers to like 
the people that read the books, maybe they might be like mm-hmm. following guns blazing, but the people like myself who have read like maybe one of the books and just used like the whole movie and mm-hmm. media as the, of how it's being told. That's where I'm like, yo, like, all right, I'm out. Like, and that's the thing is people know Gimli, they know Legolas, they know Aragon, you know, Aragorn rather. So, I mean, I think they would have been better served doing the middle area and like maybe even telling the stories of how, you know, Aragorn became the ranger and fell from the kingdom. And, you know, I was actually just going to suggest that. Like, I I would actually like to see Aragorn while he was traveling with the Dunedain Rangers and then eventually like how he got his history with Legolas because they were partners for a while. Because that's the thing is they had went to war together. Unless you've read the Cimmerillion and the the book or two around that era, you have no clue. You have nothing to tie yourself to. Where at least when they came out with The Hobbit, we already knew about Bilbo, you know, mm-hmm. and his his whole reasoning with the ring. Um, which is why I think it was really good that they went with Lord of the Rings first and then went back and did The Hobbit later, is because you you established Bilbo and the ring. So now we're going to go back and tell the story. And you have all all um, of the same characters, Gandalf, everyone. Gandalf, is, you know, you can the, refer to. You yeah. can start referring to those names exactly. So, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see where they go with this. Um, I I hope for the sake of the Lord of the Rings and and Hobbit community, the the Tolkien community, that it goes well. Yeah, I hope so too. Because I'm going to give it a chance. I, I like I'm, I'm going to watch it. But, you know. You know, I'll give it a chance. I'm, you yeah, know, otherwise I just hope it doesn't turn out to be. But I do, I do have my, I do have my reservations about it. I, 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 I agree with you guys. Episode one, it's going to be an episode one yeah. all over. Mm-hmm. So, well, wait, episode one of Game of Thrones or episode one of Star Wars? Star Wars, Star Wars. I don't think it's going to be that bad because here's the thing: is George Lucas had to set up an entire universe. I do not think Phantom Menace is the worst. And, for, and first of all, I still think Phan- the worst, Phantom Menace was not the worst. It still had touches of George Lucas, the, the, his foreshadowing from the, his original work. But I mean, like, it just there were some prequel, poor character decisions as a prequel. Poor character decisions in that. As a prequel, in the context of like this is going back like however far, as a prequel, episode one of the three, one, two, and three. Yeah. Do you think that's the worst of the one, two, and three? No. Attack of the Clones. No. Yeah. Mm. Because well, Attack of the Clones is a pure action movie. That's all it's a it's an action movie. That's all it is. It yeah. And I think it goes three for me it goes three, one, two. Mm. Yeah. Um for me, I think if you didn't have let me put it this way. If you didn't have Darth Maul and you had some <laughs> other stand in Sith so to speak, I think one would have been worse. I think what makes it better is you have the reemergence of the Sith and you introduce it. Was just, a it was such a solid character. Such a and solid evil character. It and was that great. is still one of the best lightsaber sequences, I think, in all of oh, yeah. is Absolutely. between Maul but I, and Qui-Gon I, and, and I think Obi-Wan. that I think that's also the reason because that was really the first time we saw a Sith a, a separate Sith yep. totally do what the Jedi's could do. Like he was flipping oh. around doing spins. Mm-hmm. Like we only really saw Jedi do that jumping around but, or, you know, using the force to 
manipulate. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, bringing it back yeah. to like the point where like it, it's a prequel and it has to set the tone. I know? think it, but, which I think it did. So I, I think, think more, it did. I think more it the did, issues with episode one is the casting, because for me, I cannot stand Jacob Lloyd. I cannot stand Jake Lloyd. But you know, young it's, Anakin. It's I cannot not, stand him as an actor. Not the greatest kid actor. You know, no um, greatest in no, movies. But not great acting. Not, well, first of all, character characters, final characters that that were allowed in the movie, and I, I do think casting was a problem. I agree with but you. But in all in all fairness, so you don't watch a George Lucas movie for script. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, that's, in terms of his the, lines, he's a bad writer. Oh, okay, okay. So, not story. So, dialogue. Dialogue, dialogue. is his problem. Okay, okay yeah. Okay. Dialogue is his problem. True. So you don't watch True. Star Wars for a, a dialogue piece. It's not Shakespearean. It it's it's, it it's exactly. cut and dry. Get yep. go through the well done story. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So. <laughs> yes. Totally agree. So we got more to talk about with speaking yeah. of George Lucas and, and Star Wars and Indy here in a minute. But mm-hmm. um, so flipping sides and going over to the gaming side um, this week, it came out that Square Enix registered uh, Ever Crisis, the first soldier and Shinra logos in Japan. Um, so a lot of people are, are theorizing that Ever Crisis is going to refer to something with Zach because of Crisis Core. Mm-hmm. Um, first soldier everybody knows that kind of references sephiroth really yep um and then the shinra logo for the central electric company so i think they're prepping i mean they're starting to get everything kind of start the media pieces together mm-hmm. and registered the trademarks um for part know, two and, you think and whatnot well yeah i mean part two is honestly probably still 15 years away um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually that's uh, not funny. Uh, that, that, that's you know what that was that was kind of scary because that's you know what dude you made it real that's as, as that could that be real thing, that stings yeah yeah but square enix please please don't take that long they're, they're, not, okay. they're not they're not they're not they're not but mm, I, I feel i still feel like i need to ask <laughs> Because they're adding more stuff to it too, so that's come out this week. So I honestly, oh, wow. I mean, in real, in real honesty, I, I think we're looking probably two to three years out. I was actually gonna—that was my guess. I, I mean, was gonna ask in, like in real, three years. Reality. I mean, I joke that it's fifteen, but you know the way that they postponed the first one, you know, they could postpone this one, especially that you've got sixteen slated for the back end of this year. And yeah. it is the Final yeah. Four, Final Fantasy fourteen crew that is doing sixteen. Pretty so, much. yeah, you know, we'll see on that. Um, now, the other thing that has come out is that um, Outriders, um, which is that kind of Destiny ish type game that they are going with, um, has been delayed. Um, this came out from the Outrider team. Um, this week and it states happy new year we believe it is important that players get to experience a new ip like outriders before release so you decide for yourselves whether the game is something you wish to pre-order purchase or play for this reason we're excited to announce that on february 25th 2021 we will be publishing a free demo giving everyone the chance to play the first few hours of the game with all four classes in both single player and co-op along with seamless migration of your character and progress to the full game. 
Speaking of which, we've decided to move the release date of Outriders to April 1st. No joke. Uh, we will spend this extra time fine-tuning the game and focusing on delivering a fantastic play experience at launch. Thanks for hanging uh, tight a little longer. We appreciate your patience. The Outriders team. So I want to say I, I want to give them that's bold. You know, some some props that they're going to they're putting out that kind of a demo for yeah, one. Yeah, that's um, bold. Yeah, that's along the lines of Anthem. Yeah. Anthem did something similar, but they didn't have really have that transition progress from the demo into the real game. So um, pretty much you lost all your progress. Um, so I think that's huge. But the fact that they're giving you the first few hours, I think that that bolds well because it is a it is a new IP. And, you know, a lot of times you don't get you're you're more skittish about a new IP, um, because if you look at what happened with Godfall, right, Godfall was put up on this pedestal that, hey, this is coming. This is coming. And it fell flat on its face. Because no one knew anything about it, and the only time anybody saw anything on it was a Sony commercial. Exactly. There was hardly anything on it. I like, like, unless you were you're an avid like go to YouTube and you research the game, but most people don't do that. You know, they they take it from from a game trailer or something that they they catch, and it's just there. I didn't I didn't see any of that until after it was. Mm-hmm. already launched really so outriders looks kind of decent i'm gonna i will try it out i will absolutely play the the demo yeah you know, I have to, I have to check out more i don't i don't remember it that much it's it kind of like a the... destiny meets fantasy type game where you know you have magical powers but you're also you know have that gun combat and whatnot so it looks it looked kind of cool but, but it, we'll... it definitely brings you back to the demo disc era the you know mm-hmm. try before you buy kind of thing and it's actual like, yeah, first couple yeah, yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first know? couple hours. Yeah, yeah. Like, that already just lets you put in the mood like, hey, I, this is interesting to me. I'll at least try it, yeah. Yeah, because the first, like, if you get, like, a five-minute demo, ten-minute demo, you're not, like, okay, you're kind of, like, okay, kind of interested, mm-hmm. but not really because it could be the best five minutes of the game versus, like. Here, Jerry, I've got, I'll give you the, um, I'll put this up for you. Okay. Um, so you can actually see the trailer. And for um, our viewers that are at home, um, we're going to get this. Sh- I'll share this with you guys so you guys can actually take a gander at the trailer um, in case you guys have forgotten what it actually um, looks like. Let me get the. It'd be nice if I shared the audio with it too, right? Um, yeah. Yas. Place. Yeah. Give me a second here. Oh, dude, I love those uh, Galaxy sh- uh, animated shorts. The Star Wars, they're awesome. We awoke from one nightmare into another. Not on our dying Earth, but somewhere much worse. Plus, this demo does give a like rehash it just in case right? like, or if there community, mm-hmm. community community feedback mm-hmm. we came to Enoch as our last chance it's pretty yeah. I'm always a sucker for a well done cinematic trailer like it does look good Yes, but we know cinematics can fool the best of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. We awoke it's very I mean, I mean, look at how bad Cyberpunk was in the end. Us. 
when that launched. Burning of power. Impossible power. But this one looks pretty cool, I mean, from a squad combat perspective. Yeah, it's, it's kind of taking, like, a Destiny... All, kind of putting it all together. A little bit. Of <laughs> I'd say like, honestly, I would be. I would say like, uh, yeah, like a Destiny meets like a MIDI or a sci-fi like COD. Enoch robs us of mm-hmm. our humanity. Which which it makes me so much more. You know, question as well because Each if it's going to be one of those shooter RPGs, we like, and you know, there's a few that are out there already that. And you're going to have to do a lot to get, to Jason's point, you're going to have to do a lot to get noticed. There's got to be something new or something that's just... Oh, man, that's that's crazy. No. Yep. Because at the moment, it seems like it's a four-player uh, four player squad at most. Uh, I think it's three. Three? Yeah. Well, because the four are at the door, that's why I was like, maybe four. Yeah. All right, so I'll definitely try the demo. And yeah, oh, it's, it's I'll definitely check it out. It looks fun. Demo. Um, you know, we're always on the hunt for a, a different shooter to. Yep, which I think to give us some variety. We'll we'll talk about it here in a minute, but I think we might have our new shooter here in a couple of years. But we'll we'll get to that here in a second. Um, so and another delay news. Um it did come out that um, Hogwarts Legacy, which is that one where you kind of build your own, you know, wizard and go through Hogwarts and all of that. Um, the action RPG. Yeah. I can't wait. Yep, that that has been delayed until uh, 2022 now. Okay. Yeah. Um, as, long, as long as you get the game right with no bugs and like. Yep. People Take will your wait. Time. People can wait. Take your time. You know, let's Final say sure the game is good forever and a day, but people wanted it. People, there's no bugs, there's a little bit not what I wanted, but it got there 95% of the way, you know, and 95 is a, a like solid A. So, speaking okay. of no bugs and stuff, let's talk about Cyberpunk because, um, it, CD Projekt Red released a, a video. Um, kind of talking about the delays and stuff like that. And I want to uh, play it for you guys and get your take on it, your honest takes. I know, I think, Jerry, you've kind of watched this video already. I have not. Um, yeah. I have not. So I, I kind of want to yeah. look at this and and, and see their take. Um, My name is Marcin Iwinski. I'm the co-founder of CD Projekt. When I started CD Projekt 25 years ago, one of its founding principles was honest and direct communication with gamers. When CD Projekt Red, the game development part of CD Projekt was born, it added something important to that principle, the ambition to make the best games in the world. It became our mission and something that guided us up until now. Based on that legacy of genuine and honest communication, you've trusted us and pre-ordered our game. And despite good reviews on PC, the console version of Cyberpunk 2077 did not meet the quality standard we wanted it to meet. I and the entire leadership team are deeply sorry for this, and this video is me publicly owning up to that. Please, don't fault any of our teams for what happened. They all are incredibly talented and hardworking. 
Myself and the board are the final decision makers and it was our call to release the game. Although, believe me, we never ever intended for anything like this to happen. I assure you that we'll do our best to regain your trust. Now I'd like to tell you how the situation looked like from the inside. Cyberpunk 2077 is huge in scope. And I'm not only talking about quests or things you see at first glance. I'm talking about a multitude of custom objects, interacting systems and mechanics. In the game, everything is not stretched out over flat terrain where we can make things less taxing hardware-wise, but condensed in one big city and in a relatively loading-free environment. On its own, this is a challenge, but we made it even more difficult for ourselves by wanting to make the game look epic on PCs and then adjusting it to consoles, especially old gems. That was our core assumption. And things did not look super difficult at first. We knew the hardware gap, yes, but ultimately, I think that time has proven that uh, we've underestimated the task. To give you a concrete example and the main culprit, we had to constantly improve our in-game streaming system for all gen consoles. Streaming is responsible for feeding the engine with what you see on screen, as well as the game mechanics. And since the city is so packed and the disk bandwidth of all gens is what it is, it constantly challenged us. Every change and improvement needed to be tested, and as it turned out, our testing did not show a big part of the issues you experienced while playing the game. As we got closer to the final release, we saw significant improvements each and every day, and we really believed we would deliver in the final Day Zero update. Now let's talk about the review process. We started sending our PC review keys in the first days of December. On launch day, December 10th, we hit the ground running with a really good start on PC. While not perfect, it's a version of Cyberpunk we are very proud of. At the same time, we're fighting for quality on all-gen consoles till the very last moment. And every extra day of us working on the Day Zero update brought visible improvement. This is why we started sending console review keys on the 8th of December, which was later than we originally planned. This all happened while working from home with all the challenges resulting from the COVID-related restrictions. A lot of the dynamics we normally take for granted got lost over video calls or email and we took that hit too. Now I'd like to tell you about our plans for the future and present a path for Cyberpunk 2077 on consoles and PC. We have already released three hotfixes improving the game, but that's just the beginning. Our ultimate goal is to fix the bugs and crashes gamers are experiencing across platforms. Please expect bigger and smaller patches on a regular basis. The first update will be dropping within 10 days and it will be followed by another, more significant one in the following weeks. We will, of course, continue to work on the game in future updates and improvements beyond that. Our big plans for supporting Cyberpunk in the long term did not change. As for the free DLCs, our initial plan was to deliver them just after the release, much like we did with The Witcher 3. We decided to focus on the most important fixes and updates first, and we'll be releasing the DLCs afterwards. Expect more information in the upcoming months. For those of you playing on next-gen consoles in back compatibility, you can still expect the free next-gen update for Xbox Series consoles and PlayStation 5 arriving in 2021. We are aiming at the second half of the year. I'd like to end this video by assuring you that we treat this entire situation very seriously and are working hard to make it right. The guiding principles of our company are still core to what we do. We still want to make amazing games and have an open communication with you, our players. For now, our immediate focus is to work hard on making sure you enjoy Cyberpunk 2077 regardless of platform. Beyond Cyberpunk, we have many plans for the future, which we'll share more about when we're ready. Thank you for taking the time to watch this video.
All right. So I that was I get hard it. To watch. There, it was hard to watch because it was a P, to me it was PR. It was total oh, utter PR, and it should that should have come out weeks ago. It, uh, it was hard to watch for me, yeah, just because of the amount of backpedaling that they're trying to do, mm-hmm. you know, and th- on my take of it, like when he said, Oh, like we had great reviews on PC. I'm not so, going to lie. No, duh. Like, so here's the thing. Let's, let's talk about that. Right. He was saying they had great reviews on PC and that is um, for those that are, that are watching and that'll listen to this, the podcast when we drop it this weekend is that um, they restricted console codes they did not send them out until like day of for review so they purposely hid what was going on on the consoles yeah they knew what they were doing they they saw it yeah they saw it Mm -hmm. they know like they knew and and that's what we said you know what we said a couple weeks ago is that we don't blame the devs okay let's let's separate the issues right and it, we don't blame the devs whatsoever. And the devs shouldn't be the ones receiving death threats like they were. Ultimately, like he said, the issues or the decisions lie solely with him and the board. Right. Um, it was a, it was a cash grab. Even though, even though the, the, the thing was, I didn't really, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't really uh, hear an apology. Nope. nope. It just sounded like more, like you said, PR, and it, it was just more of, an explanation of where they're going to go from here and what their plan is. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. so, I mean, and we're going to work we, to make it right. Yeah. If you saw the timeline, just the timeline picture itself, like you're not going to get a quote unquote working game fully to like till next year, late till next 2022, year? you know, like, I mean, Cyber with Pro- all the patches and everything that it's going to, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, you know, like, I don't know if that's going to be, uh, it might be ready at 77, you know, like. <laughs> I Here's my thing. But I, here's here's what I think. Is if you're, so test, unfortunate, if man. you're testing things and you're running into that many problems with the old gen hardware, then the decision for me becomes very, very easy. Don't. You cancel old gen. Yeah. Dump your resources into next gen and move forward and just make it an, and an you apologize and you just come out and you say you know what sorry when we started this next gen game you know what it we thought we were going to be able to make it get it to run on these consoles however through our testing with the game design we are not able to get this running stably on a ps4 and an xbox one so yeah. we were canceling that version of the game i love the hesitation there's always a hesitation what hesitation? I'm just saying. Just no, no, no. On, on Xbox, because everyone always has a thing. Xbox One, Xbox One X, Xbox well, X. No. And I'm One. like, I was like, seriously. Always. There's always Xbox that. One. Yeah, right. There's always that hesitation. I love it. Everyone um, does it. Even but, I do it. But that's the thing that they should have just said, "We're going to cancel it." And I, I can. I want to say I can guarantee it, but I can't. But I, well, most, well, can't, of, most cancel of the gaming it for population. The, Cancel it for Xbox One and PS4, PS4 and Xbox for the old games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think most Definitely. of everybody would have been completely understanding of that. And if they came out and were honest, about uh, it I still said, think they would have gotten a lot of backlash. But I think 
but it they, would have yeah, been, they they wouldn't have been as but, bad yeah, or as, as or as legendary yeah. as this because I think this right. was the worst yep. worst yeah. release I think so far. No, it just it could have been something where it's like okay, this is what next gen console players have to look forward to or like what they can be like oh check this game out you know it will drive the sales for both the xbox speaker box or fridge and the playstation 5 yeah, so, yeah. it will just boost that like okay like i need to get one and we do know that microsoft so great did microsoft did advertise the crap out of it yeah and like everybody on pc already knows like oh like when i get for pc it's going to be like the bees mm-hmm. yeah you know, because yep. like, look at the look at the thirty eighties that are out that are like going for bajillion dollars mm-hmm. because they run the hell out of everything. You know, yep. and you how can you put like the thirty eighty in comparison to a PS four or a comparison you... to an Xbox <laughs> One? Really, are you right. trying to compare? I mean, you can't compare those. That's like. like it's like it's like Mike Tyson getting into a fight with a five year old, you know, like there is no chance in hell. You know, I mean I mean he wouldn't punch him, but I mean like that's like that gap. That's the I mean gap. at that rate you might as well compare it to an Atari. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty like, much what it is. There you Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven on Atari would be the same thing as running it on a PS4. Exactly. You know? So because there's just so much of a difference yeah. that I don't. They sh- either they should have started with a PS4 version and then be able to upgrade upwards and yeah. scale it up, or no. just say, you know what, like, let's not do it for the mm-hmm. PS4. Let's just take a hit and just whoever has a new console, they will instantly get Cyberpunk yeah. 77. Yep, that's it. Um, like, otherwise you have this fallout, you know, of like, oh, this game is just mm-hmm. not ready. It is not done. <laughs> It is terrible because I can only play like a bits and pieces of it before it bugs out on me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about some happier news, okay? <laughs> I think we could keep going on and on and on and beating the dead horse that they they screwed up. We know this. Everybody knows this, and I feel sorry for everybody that that did experience all the crashes, all the bugs, and whatnot. So it's just unfortunate um, because it, I, I'm still playing the game. It is a great game. It yeah. really is. But I understand. I understand there everyone's frustration and, and, and rightfully everybody so. I know. But like Tony Polanco that was on the show, you know, weeks ago, he even said there is a gem of a game hidden underneath all those problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's it really has, good. It is the they, greatest potential. Honestly, still playing it, it I, like I see a lot of the potential in the game. Yeah. We're like, they can do a lot, but... It's just it just had a bad release and it's going through what it's going through right now. Here's what I think they should have done. Instead of going, we're gonna delay it and then delay it again, they should have just said, you know what? We're delaying it a full year. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's rough because it's rough to do as as the company especially as they probably did have yeah. to. Oh, they probably had the money coming due on a lot yeah, of stuff. More that's probably why the money coming due. But yeah. at the same time. It, it's still, you know, you still got to do what's right for your customers too, because yeah. this is these types of decisions can make or break any type of company. Doesn't matter who you are or what it is. So, um, yep. now let's let's talk about a, a good thing that came out this week. So, um, Ghost of Tsushima. We all know that was my personal 
game of the year and stuff like that. Um, it is, it, it does take place um, island, on the island of Tsushima in Japan, um, including the locales and everything, including the shrines are pretty much where they're at. So late last year, um, they hit it, they got hit by a tsunami um, on the island of Tsushima and um, the Tori Gate at the uh, Watasumi Shrine was destroyed. So part of it is down submerged in water and everything, and they've been trying to figure out how they're going to repay, uh, repair it and stuff. So a crowdfunding campaign with their version of um, you know crowdfunding over there in Japan was started for repairs for the shrine, and it ended up raising twenty seven million yen, um, which is five hundred uh, per. It was five hundred percent of the original goal. 27 million yen, what is that? 270,000? Um, That's not that bad. Up. Yen to dollar. I think. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, Jason, you might be, what was your, what were you thinking, Jason? 200, 270,000, roughly. Okay, let me. Because it's minus two zeros usually. One, two, three. Uh, it was two hundred sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. At the current roughly, rate. yeah, roughly. But still, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of money raised. It's five hundred percent of their their goal. Um, so it is going to help um, repair the gate and restore it back to where it needs to be. So a lot of those donations actually came from the Ghost of Tsushima community. So beautiful, I, man. To those people that that's crazy, dude. To those people that sit there and just look at games as just games for kids and adults shouldn't do it or anything like that. No. You know, the gaming community is huge and has has a very good potential or a very big potential to do good in the world. Like yeah. raising awareness for disabilities and accessibility mm-hmm. and and causes and everything. And I think this is another prime example. You've got something that's a historical area in Japan that was damaged and they're helping fix it. So, applaud to the ghost, the Tsushima crowd yeah. over in Japan. Tip of the hat to you. Um, uh, it's that's awesome. That's that's quite a thing. I, I I really do want to commend like a lot of the gamers out there because like these are the things that we just had games done quick over the Twitch, like just this past week, and you know like it always raises like one to two million dollars, like roughly two million dollars for doctors without borders you know mm-hmm. and that exactly. you know, that two million dollars does so much mm-hmm. you know and absolutely it, just it like doesn't, for us it doesn't, too doesn't have We're to be doing... like oh like here you have to donate like hundreds of dollars no like these are people that are just selling five dollars twenty dollars you know whatever so, they can real quick mm-hmm. i just want to give a shout out um one we've got newman in in chat which we all we all know newman no man yeah. um mm-hmm. but our our friend down in the uh, great down under down in Australia, Frank has joined us in chat to kind of hang out hey, hey. and watch the show. So What's he's the up? one that left us that uh, that voicemail a couple of weeks ago where we answered what would we you know that one game we would take to the deserted island with us mm. um, that we all answered and, and whatnot. So welcome on in, Frank. As always, you know. Um, so let's let's talk about some some good stuff. So um, let's start with EA. Um, you know, there's <laughs> a lot of times. How are you going to Matt saying, let's start with some good stuff. Talk about EA. Um, <laughs> what's happening? Yeah, let's, 
Let's look at EA. So um, first things first, um, they did announce um, some updates for Jedi Fallen Order, which, as a matter of fact, I'm I was getting ready to start running back through another another run of Fallen Order. I've gotten that itch. Um, so here's the the update um, that just dropped the other day. Um, so what they're looking at is frame rates, PS5, and and whatnot. So uh, let's look at the actual specifics. So for console, uh, for the Xbox Series X, so AKA, as we like to call them, the speaker box, um, they are going to increase Thank the you. frame rate to 60 frames per second, which is up from 45 frames per second, and that's it. Um, when we look at the mini fridge, the Series X, um, we're they're going to increase the frame rate up to 60 frames per second. The dynamic resolution is going from 1080p up to 1440p. Um when you look at normal mode with the non-performance mode, you're going to get post-processing is going up to 4K and dynamic resolution in the range of 1512 to 2160p. So that's going to be similar to kind of what they did with Miles Morales. You know, mm. performance is um, fidelity mode. However, let's look at, you know, look at what they're doing with PS5. They're increasing the frame rate up to 60 frames per second. They're increasing post-processing to 1440 now this is this is the f- interesting thing is dynamic resolution is being disabled, and the game is going to render at twelve hundred p up from eight ten to ten eighty p. So mm. I'm interested to see what what that's going to do from a, a dynamics range. Um, but you know, hey, I like the fact that these companies are coming out with these updates to some of these popular games that people actually really love and allow us to enjoy them, you know, in a better quality on the new consoles. And also giving us an excuse to dust it off and play it again. Yep. I was going to be dusting it off anyways. This just makes it even more so for me. And I was going to start, you know, streaming it and, and whatnot. And yeah, I think I might want so, to do that too. I, I really did love this game. Yep. So now in the realm of Star Wars and stuff like that, Lucasfilm's uh, Lucasfilm Games had some announcements this week, and it's kind of nice to see Lucasfilm and games together again because it's been a while since they disbanded LucasArts, which was their video game arm, so to speak. So they did this little sizzle reel. To show some of their games. Skywalker Saga. Yep. Battlefront Squadrons, Galaxy Heroes. Oh, they're mobile. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> DLC. 
sure our heavy hitters. You've done it. The tunnels are open. Get in and attack the station core. That's all third-party partnerships, though. Um, so Not bad. When we look at that, right? So that's a lot of stuff and good stuff. Squadrons, I'm thinking about maybe diving back into. Um, Jerry, I think I sent you the TikTok video. Um, it's one of many where because Battlefront is free this weekend, you know, this past or this coming weekend on on Steam and stuff like that, you know, they're putting out the call for all the Battlefront players to get on and they think that all these Fortnite players are going to come over and, and try and play Battlefront. So they're like, you know, we need to <laughs> defend the Republic and show these Fortnite kids how to, you know, how we actually play. Um, <laughs> but apparently That's Battlefront fun. That's has fun. been made, like that. you know, Battlefront 2 has been made into a very, very good game. Um, from a lot of it's, things I've been seeing, so. you know, it kind of it kind of had a similar um, a similar bad rap as Cyberpunk, but not to not to the same degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you're right. It, it took this long, but I, I heard the same. I was I was gonna say I agree. I heard the same things about Battlefront. Like a lot of people are now really enjoying it. That it's actually quite fun. And, and I've been and toying kind of with all the. I've been toying with downloading it again. And giving another, I mean, actually giving yeah. a run through on campaign and whatnot. So I won't um, do it. I can't do yeah, it. It's, 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 one I didn't even, it's... I played the first one, so I don't really, I didn't really do the second one. So, um, but let's look at this teaser trailer right here. Um, this is for Indiana. It was announced this week that you have an oh, Indiana the- Jones game coming out. It's being done by Machine Games, who did um, Wolfenstein Youngblood. And Todd Howard is going to be the executive producer on the game. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's actually about time to have a decent Indiana Jones game. We've never had a decent Indiana Jones game. No, we have not. Lego Indiana Jones, sir. Well, yeah. A legit, like, actual representing game. kind of sad we have tomb raider and and uncharted and we still haven't gotten mm-hmm. the father of yep that genre mm-hmm. so the the other announcement that came out that i am way more excited mm. for is this yeah i okay. i heard rumor about this but i also heard that it's possible Star Wars 1313 might be coming back. It, all the assets, I think we're all kind of disheveled and put away. That This is something completely different. Um, so oh, yeah. This is a press a announcement. New. So Ubisoft today announced its collaboration or collaborating with Lucas, uh, Lucasfilm Games on a new story-driven open-world video game set in the beloved Star Wars galaxy. Headed by Massive Entertainment, which the three of us <laughs> Even though he's a trainer and now playing it, <laughs> hold on. We all know a game by Massive in Division One and Two. Um, 
Ubisoft's critically acclaimed AAA studio based in Malmo, Sweden. The project gathers some of the most experienced, innovative talent in the video game industry and will make the most of Massive's cutting-edge technology, including the Snowdrop engine, to deliver a groundbreaking uh, Star Wars adventure. Uh, the vast Star Wars lore is an incredible source of inspiration for our team, said um, Ives Garamont, who is the co-founder of CEO and CEO of Ubisoft. It's the beginning of a long-term collaboration with Disney and Lucasfilm Games, and we are pleased to be working hand-in-hand to build upon the legacy of Lucasfilm to create a game that we know Star Wars fans will love. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft has a unique talent for creating immersive worlds, so we're thrilled to work with them on this project. Said Douglas Riley, who's the VP of Lucasfilm Games. We are inspired by the passion and talent of the team at Massive, and together we share a vision for the type of original stories we want to tell with our players in their expansive galaxy or this expensive galaxy. They have the creativity, experience, and community understanding to bring awe-inspiring authenticity, depth, and innovation to this new Star Wars game. In the Star Wars galaxy and beyond, we work with the best teams in the industry to create world-class games that push the boundaries of the medium, said Sean Shapta, who's the SVP of Disney Games Interactive Experiences. Lucasfilm Games and Massive Entertainment together can create something truly unique for our fans across the globe. And this is, Jerry, what we were talking about before the show on we know some of these people that are involved with this. As creative director for the game, Massive's Julian Garrity. Damn, dude. Says, this is a lore that we love and we want to do it justice with a game and story that bring both lifelong and new fans an immersive and an outstanding journey that will stay with them for years. That's Um, insane. So with that, you know, we'll do the the little teaser really quick that they did for Congratulations, Jillian. That is, that's awesome. Congratulations, bro. So, you know, it was just little, this little <clears throat> teaser that they did. Um, so this is twofold. So out of all the news, out of all of the stories that have ever been, um, you know, put out there as far as hey these are the star wars games we're doing right everybody was very skittish about jedi fallen order because of the history of battlefront with ea Mm -hmm. um i am super excited for this Mm -hmm. beyond anything that they could have ever announced and here's why it is because we all know the division Jason doesn't know Division One because he, no. he didn't play it. He he's new to Division Two. Jerry and I have played Division One. We know yeah. the care and love that their team over at Massive puts into world design. Oh, to the point where DC is almost a one-to-one replica of yep. where the streets are, where the monuments are, everything. It's it's virtually a one-to-one. Um, including what some of the building interiors look like. I mean, they did so much with that that I think, you know, they're going to bring that love to Star Wars. And I hope we're going to be able to see places like Hoth and Endor and Moss Eisley, you know, mm-hmm. places like that that have these really detailed environments. And then, furthermore, we have, you know, friend of the podcast, Julian Garrity as creative director and we know especially when we talked to him at e3 you know when we were setting up kind of the interview we had with him uh, such a good dude which you know if 
people haven't heard you know julian speak it, it's great how much he actually cares about his games and the game yeah. he really yeah he you and, can tell that he's he was he's an old school gamer like he really loves he really loves what he does and i think he's going to bring that level to the new star wars game now my only reservation is that twofold is does Ubisoft let Julian and Massive do what they do and do it well? Or do they try and sneak in some Assassin's Creed type stuff, you know, and, and make it not what that team does? I really hope for Julian and Massive, they just let them do what they do. I think the biggest hurdle is not actually Ubisoft and Massive is, I think it's probably going to be the Lucas. I think mm. that's going to be the bigger obstacle that they have to overcome. I don't think so. Because think so because look at look, look at what they've allowed with with EA. <laughs> right? I mean Battlefront 1. Ubisoft is going to do the only concern I I I have like one of the concerns I have with with Massive and Ubisoft that um I I like I I hope they learn from the division in division 2. Doing the one to one in the environment was great. Like, uh, do, I, uh, Matt and I had a lot of fun in the division too, uh-huh. but there were some flaws. Like, I honestly think the game would have been way more intense and fun if you were able to actually use vehicles. Cause with a map that big, you would think it'd be a little bit more you're, open you're worldy. In, you're in a time after. You know, like it would be more open worldy if you are so, able to and have vehicles. I think vehicles. when you look at Division, right, and I would love to have used vehicles, but you look at how destroyed DC is, yeah. it'd be hard to kind of use vehicles in some of that shit. Yeah, but um, in situations like that, you could have been like, plus, you can siphon gas, you could you can hotwire. Plus, like no, people, that, people that, would be using creatively so using it, cars. It becomes resource, though. If you think about it from the game perspective, it becomes resource. And like you don't want to have it be a farm game like yeah. it is already a farm game being an rpg shooter True. you know but like, i also would have restructured I, it a little bit but but getting back but to what i'm it's saying still a great, great it's still design. a great game but but i'm just saying it was i felt like the game was missing a few things it, now in saying that okay i i i okay. honestly i I, I, I get that it's as best as it can be you know Obviously, oh, over it, and that's the thing is, Jason, you didn't play one, so you don't understand. Yeah, like, like, truly like that's why there are a lot of things that we really wanted from one to two, and then we really just didn't get it. But they streamlined a lot of things that worked for the game, the so second game. Let, let's look at this, right? Okay, so here's the thing: is it's Julian Garrity and the A team probably on massive. So yeah, the only thing I'm saying is that I when when they when they announce that they're doing an open world Star Wars game, I hope that it's fully open world. Like you can customize your character, you know, custom like own a ship, customize your ship. From what I'm hoping, what and and, like what ships? I mean, honestly, are we looking at history? Are we looking X wings, A wings? Millennium Falcon. No, I'm talking like like a Razor Crest type of ship. Like have your own ship. If you're going to be an open world, something like that, or at least like a ship to go from place to place in the map. 
mm-hmm. you know, that adds another an, another like, layer to it. Kind of like fast travel, sir. It's going to be fast. Maybe travel, like or fast travel, or or it's even like maybe they can travel. incorporate that you actually get into battles with your ship. That'd be fun so, too. Kind of like an assa- yeah, like an Assassin's Creed. Are you trying to make Cyberpunk seventy seven again? What the heck, man? No. Like I I want I want what all on. Star Wars fans have wanted for years. And that is an action RPG. Everything under where the you sun. can where you can create your character. The kitchen sink. But also, but also have a ship to, uh, that's your own and that you can uh you can customize. Cake and eat and it too. Jason actually have we- actually have it be an open world. So Jason, really quick though. You ask him if he's making another cyberpunk. Difference is they'll actually release a game that actually works on day one. I mean, no, but here's the thing, though. I I think, though. How old is that joke now? Right. But no, here's what I think, though, is I think, though, what they need to do is I would hope that when you go to cities like, say, a Coruscant, right, that it is on the level of detail that is cyberpunk. That is the vision. That it is my 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 monumental. grasp is like no, Grand Theft Auto Five. I want it to be a working city when you visit. Like when you when I think Ubisoft and they're saying open world, I would like the thrivingness of GTA Five, but action RPG. Okay, let me. Can I expand on that? Yeah, go ahead. How many cities are in RP, are in GTA Five? Uh, if you cut up the entire map, like three or four. Okay, so it's, it's one, one giant city, though. It's it's L.A. City. It's one. One giant yeah. city cut up into, let's say, four. I'll even give you the benefit of the doubt and go, like, have that whole city one map. There's mm-hmm. a lot of detail in every street, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to do that for Hoth, for Endor, for Coruscant, for, like, Moss... Like that's four maps that you're going to have to that level of detail, right? Yeah. Now, how big are those four going to be? I True. would say, like, I'm, I would I'm, I'm seeing it as give me Kotor, like, give me Nice Little Republic level. Or I'm also of, thinking you know, like size of cities. I'm thinking like Mass Effect. I'm thinking as a player that's playing like a lot of different MMOs, you know. Like Final Fantasy fourteen, for example, I'm just giving it as an example. It took four four expansions, and there's like five six yep. major zones. So you have to you you need to build it. Yeah. Like okay, so build it. But you can't have the kitchen sink in the first game because one for mm-hmm. for them as like monetarily, mm-hmm. they're done. It's the game is boom. There's all the money. That's true. So, so, like, if you have an expansion of Hoth, if you have an expansion of Kursant, if you have an expansion of other worlds that you can fly to with your ship, when an expansion comes out, if there is an expansion, like, you got to be, be able to put that money every $70. Yeah. Boom. 210 just in this circle i'm saying but i'm speaking in a larger scale well i agree with the one map i agree but the thing is i am just explaining to you of years of star wars fans 
have wanted an action RPG from what I have described. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but like you everyone, can't everyone, have the kitchen sink, sir. You can't have the cake and eat it no. too. No, but they can go in that direction and slowly build. I agree. Once again, I didn't say I wanted all of my cake and eat it. I was explaining what Star Wars fans have been wanting for years. Okay. We want KOTOR. But... So on, on a bigger scale, game, which I mean, they're doing, game. they're doing, which I am fine of, with starting with one map, on. but yeah. have it be that action action RPG that we have wanted, not like mm-hmm. an, an RPG like Knights of the Old Republic was great for its time. I didn't enjoy it because once again, it wasn't really open world and an action RPG, but action RPGs weren't big back then. Now that they are. So you want this is what we kind of want. So Thank you, you chat, by the way. Thank you. Final Fantasy VII remake in a Star Wars universe. So basically, take the Buster Sword and sub it for a lightsaber. Not to that degree. Not not to the action of Final Fantasy. Why not? I mean, Jedi's are that acrobatic. They're that fast. They have the Jedi speed to just duck out of the way really quick. But it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, yeah, I I have all the faith in the world with Julian. You know, mm. I, I do too. I, I I, I'm, I'm like extremely excited for it, and I just I really hope, I really hope it does well. I, I have faith in him as well. You know, just based on what I've seen with Division Two. You know, I don't think it's going to be like insane. It's going to definitely be a six-month game that you're going to enjoy, that you're going to be able to play with friends. I, and here's my one it wish. Depends on that. It depends on how they do from the six-month mm-hmm. point. Here's my on one aspect. wish for the game. Is that unlike Final Fantasy fourteen and Division, is that it is not online dependent in order to play it like destiny and stuff like that. I hope that it is a, a game you can go out and enjoy your, on your own. Yeah. Or B, there is a multiplayer component that you can go off and do something, but Mm -hmm. I think it needs to be offline. Yeah. I think it needs to follow red dead too. For me, that is, I would also, I would also go as far as, uh, ghost of Tsushima, but star Wars, there you go. Like it has that legends piece of it. That is the online Mm -hmm. component. Mm-hmm. But and I would also would say game wise, but also but incorporate speeders and ships. Do you do you realize how much I would still be playing Division if it was offline? Oh yeah, I would still be playing the crap out of that game, but I just don't have time to play an online only game. <laughs> I really don't. Um, so that that's kind of where we're at. So, Julian, you know, we wish you the best of luck and good luck. Oh um, yeah. Good luck. Cause it's, hopefully it's, we can have you back on to talk about the project. Um, yeah. and what you can within your NDA. So, yep. um, yeah. so since we haven't been able to talk about it in a couple of weeks, because we've had guests, um, you know, with the, the test reunion and, and, and Michael Rossi on last week. So I'm going to start, you know, let's start with Jerry. What have you been mm. playing lately? Outside of losing at NBA 2K21. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, hey, the video is on Twitter. Obviously, obviously, COD with you, but uh, yeah. 
Still, still knocking away at Cyberpunk. I'm almost done. Um, yeah, 2K with you, and uh, I've started up Sackboy because you kind of got me back on Sackboy, yep. and I've been uh, it's fun kind of knocking away at that. It really is. It's just very pleasant, and mm-hmm. it takes my frustrations away from Cyberpunk or or like or Jason, basketball. <laughs> Jason needs to get Sackboy, and then we can all play. It really is a lot of fun. Okay, let me just get my PS5 out from... No, it's on PS4. Yeah, it's, it's on cross-platform. PS4. It's yeah. PS4 and PS5 can play together. Huh. Go to gameplay, bro. Get it used. And then, and then when you get your PS5, you can get a free upgrade from the PS4 to PS5 of it. Uh, oh, and just to reiterate, I was once again a good friend because I, I informed yes. Jason about... Yes possible ps5 how how when i was visiting yes how to get a ps5 how to get a ps5 but i thought there were yeah in stock when at a best buy that i was visiting so but it became how do you once again it's okay jesus redeemed yeah no i i I am i am uh It is blind. I swear to God, it's gonna forever haunt me. Like it's not gonna you, know, you, can, you can you didn't give him a call. It, like it, it it hurt because like I could have had one day one as well. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. Oh, see, no, I didn't. No, no, no. I did, I honestly didn't know that. I didn't know this the situation. Like, can can were you were you able to get one at launch? Yeah, I just didn't. No, it's I'm it's sorry. it's it's okay. It's okay, man. No, we're 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 beyond that yep. now. Like. Until so, until Final Fantasy 16 or Horizon 2 comes out, you know, like I'm kind of like, I can wait. I can wait. So, Jason, what have you been playing? Um, not that much, actually. Um, on the last final, like on the last uh, trial in Phoenix, right? Um, been doing that. Been watching a lot of just random TV shows, you know, browsing the internet. Um, hey, Jerry, really quick playing newman Newman says the balance is slowly shifting but it's not enough jerry (laughs) (laughs) that's very funny um playing playing uh some uh, some division two with the uh, the co-workers doing some rain uh final fantasy 14 Mm -hmm. uh actually jumped on soldiers uh on soldier server so i'm kind of starting a new new character on uh oh yeah you told me that yeah that's yeah that's fun shout out shout out to soldier and uh the ranks of people yep. the ranks of soldiers out there too um yeah, yeah he so is uh he's slowly uh he's, he's almost done the partner he's almost a partner too well i mean he's almost done so. with the uh, with the full story and he'd be at the mm-hmm. very end so yep yeah, soldier first class. He's thinking rank. he'll do it. He's thinking he might do it tomorrow night. Actually, he's finish it off. Probably um, he is. He is really just, nice. Just yeah. right at the end. Oh yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. He has. Um, he has shifted away from doing Final Fantasy VII content um, because yeah. of yeah. the toxicity in that community. Which, you know, I good for him. You know, I will. True. I will always applaud mental, you know, well being over. Mm-hmm. Sticking with something because yeah. it's ruined a love for him, and now he's found a his love again for final fantasy and final fantasy 14 same with um night sky prince um who kind of did the same jump with him so mm-hmm. um but yeah. definitely shout out to the ranks of soldier out there you know like hey it's, it's gonna be on in two weeks oh yeah my man and um honestly it, it's gonna be interesting because we are gonna have madam m on with him 
and we're gonna we are we need to talk about the discussion about him ditching his his favorite lady madam m for i feel he'll always be the madam's bodyguard well here's the thing though (laughs) mallory mallory saw it on twitter that he changed off of madam m's bodyguard into something else so oh no so we're gonna Uh i'm gonna stir that drama drama for your mama Mm -mm. But uh, so as far as mama, playing, baby. Um, yeah, Matt. Like what? Like what have you been doing, man? Well, even though I kind of, I, mean, I know how, well, like exactly part you know, a little bit of I mean, it. But I haven't, I haven't had a ton of time for gaming because a lot of it has been getting all of this stood up for us the last couple of weeks with. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's trouble for your mama. Right? That's right. Um, but no, um, been playing some COD. You know. Also, um, tried out a little Apex Legends this week to kind of just see how it is. Um, Because, you know, with COD, you know, we are always looking for something else to kind of play and and whatnot. And we all know we didn't get Cold War at all. We we decided not to buy it. But, but yeah, there's been that. Um, Jerry and I started streaming uh, NBA 2K21 uh, this week. Who won? Um, So far, we've done – it's been Nuggets Lakers – and I've won the two games we've played so far, home and home. Um, that Now, that being said, though, you know, there was a time last night when we were playing. I was... I, was I got my bearings pretty, back. I the was first game was awful. Going, going, first like, game was first, bad. Yeah. Um, first game was that, bad, man. I, I was just getting back used to the controls. and then, uh, But the second game, that was a nail biter. Like, I, I feel like you and I are matched pretty well so when we second, have the, the controls game, down. It was a nail biter. It came down to, I mean, Jerry got it down to like, to the point where he took the lead at one point. Um, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, but I, I, I lost it the last two minutes of the game where you, you branched out. And then it was a. It was a good game. And and then down the stretch, it was an onslaught of threes. Yeah, I mean it was it was a barrage that once I started land, like dropping the threes. Oh, um, it was bad. He couldn't come back. There was the lead was too big. <laughs> yeah. So, um, God, but there's you know been some more Animal Crossing, of course. Um, nice, yeah. I started playing Ace Combat, but again. it's fun. Um, fire. Oh, I'm looking Ace forward Combat. to some of the footage, man. Like, so Ace Combat should, looks good. I fired up five Unsung War, um, which is one of my favorite Ace Combats. Um, so I started working on that again. Um, I will fire up seven as well and start streaming that a little bit because seven is so, so beautiful Yeah, um, with those jets and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, that's that's all I've really been playing lately. Um, and I own Sackboy, of course, and we need, I do need to finish off Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Um, I'm about halfway through on the, the second run. So I've got just to finish the game, a uh, hundred hit combo and to finish off 50 ceiling takedowns. And then I've got the platinum for it. Mm. So nice. Yeah. Because so, of the move I've had to, I've packed all my yeah. games and stuff, but I have mm-hmm. my little pile of the games that I'm going to knock out when I, you know, if you were digital only move back you and have to worry about that, you have all your games. No, 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 it's okay. It's not a burden. <laughs> I'll pack them very um, neatly yeah. and safe. Exactly. Yeah. Fine. Um, I prefer my, my, my physicals. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hell yeah. Jerry. Right. Jason. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Physical, Physical. hobby, man. And, and not the, not the, greatest, not the greatest hits. 
<laughs> not the greatest hits. I don't want that no, terrible box. box. I don't want that box. That's, I don't want that uh, that's an ugly box. box. It's ugly. It's so, ugly. Um. Anyway, so yeah, for uh, all of our, our viewers tonight, you know, thank you for absolutely hopping on with us live and, and crashing game night with us tonight. Yeah. Um. For all those listeners, um, that are listening to the podcast, once again, you know, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Um. We, we and your comments at this point being live um on twitch without your support um over those last two years so very very much thank you um and if, if you're new to listening to the podcast or watching on twitch um please guys um if you like what you heard please hit that follow button um or um subscribe to us on on twitch uh follow us on the platform of your choice on on audio whether that's iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify audible um pandora and um also you know if you want to be part of the podcast absolutely join us live when we're, we're doing these we will take what uh some of those comments that we see in chat um you know just that the fact that newman case in point just said one thing he actually can agree with jerry on for for something um <laughs> yeah. physical i'm guessing copies, physical man. physical, copies. physical also, copies you know what um also head over to the website crashgamenet.com if you want to leave us a voicemail um like we were talking about with frank from australia we le- answered one of his um voicemails just a couple weeks ago um leave that right on the website so as always guys be excellent to each other and stay frosty that's right from frost you come to the sun What's up, my nerds? Thank you guys so much. Uh, that was stupid, <laughs> but still. I'm going to work on that one. That was a bad improv. But uh, thank you guys for uh, joining us, all of my fellow nerds. And once again, you know, the fight goes on. Um, I know right now we've got uh, <laughs> some... Some tough political crazy things going on right now, and I think that's taking precedent. But, you know, stay vigilant. Be safe. There's still pandemic going on. Wear your masks. And once again, um, in lieu of everything, still uh, show some support for, you know, Time's Up, Black Lives Matter. Um, any way you can, just show support and uh, and stay safe. Thank you, guys. Yeah, you know, definitely shout out to everybody out there listening to us, watching us. You know, it is always going to be a good night every time you crash game night with us. You know, slowly we are aiming to get back to normal. You know, hopefully everybody that's out there that is able to get a vaccine can get a vaccine. Um, But aside from that, if you are in any war zones, especially around the East Coast, um be safe out there you know like hours south of it yeah just be safe out there like yeah don't now is the time where we have to actually band together to be good excellent to each other as matt says you know and it's it's a lot harder to do because of the way that people are thinking right now um just definitely stay safe you know that's the most important thing uh, too many people have died for any for a plethora of reasons, whether it be sickness, mm-hmm. fire, earthly disasters. You know, we don't need more blood on our own hands. So please, right. please, just stay safe. We're almost. We're all. We're, we, yeah. we can see the light. We can see the light. Almost there. 
There is hope. There. We just got to be patient and vigilant and yep. still be safe. Absolutely. So, uh, Jason, so, go ahead and send us on out since uh, baby facing <laughs> since, it with since, us. Since, by the way, shout out to Theo. He couldn't yeah, make bro, it tonight. Yeah, bro, we miss you. We, we miss, miss you, you tonight. We love you, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still your spotlight because uh, <laughs> everybody, thanks again, TTFN. Ta-ta for now. Good night, everybody.